Welcome to Tough Talk Christian Radio. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help take you to the next step in your relationship with Christ. Tough Talk Christian Radio is brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. Now here's your host, Tony Gambone. All right, welcome to the show. My name is Tony Gambone. We are listening to Tough Talk Christian Radio as we do every Wednesday uh, here on the Tough Talk Radio Network. Now, we're coming to you live from the network here outside of Houston, Texas. And uh, for all my listeners, uh, I know last week we played a recording. I was out of town on a business trip, and I'll tell you uh, a little bit about that later. But so good to be back today. As always on Wednesdays, I get to plug back in to, well, I like to call it my church in the middle of the week. It allows me to plug back into what God's doing in others, other people's lives and as well as in mine. And it allows me to, uh, you know, to just plug back in again. You know, we go to church on Sunday and we read in the morning. I know I read every morning, early in the morning, and I know that by lunchtime I need more. So this is a great opportunity for me to be able to plug back into what Jesus is doing in, in people's lives. And today we've got a great show lined up, as I think we do every week. But we have a gentleman coming in today that's going to be talking to us on uh, some of the philosophies of the Bible and uh, how they might how they might work, uh, and maybe. Uh, perspective on different things that that people are are reading and you know maybe how it's changed his life and how it might be changing your life so we're going to get to that in a second but let's get some housekeeping out of the way if you want to call into the show to just listen you can dial 347-989-1363 if you want to plug it into your your car radio or you can dial in the 347-989 one three six three. Press the number one, and the switchboard will hook you up to ask a question on the show. Also, you can go to uh, well, our site's still down uh, under repair. They're updating all the new podcast stuff, which is way over my head, but it'll be up shortly. So, if you want to be a guest on the show and you can't find your way to the link, email me at info at Tough Talk Radio Network, and I'll get you the link directly to register for the show. Okay, so I want to talk about uh, some things. Uh, I was, uh, well, I, I was just looking over things and, you know, uh, went to church this week and listened to a great sermon. And, you know, I don't know about you, but when I go to church and I hear a great sermon, I, I feel like they're speaking to me. And uh, most of the time they probably are, along with the other hundreds of people in the church as well. But I wanted to touch on something that I think is becoming a lost art anymore. And the Bible talks about it as one of the commandments is loving thy neighbor. Now, I know if you watch the news or social media with the election and COVID and mask and no mask and 50% availability, clothes, no job, all the different things, it's hard to be in a happy spirit, I think. But uh, I'd like to think that loving thy neighbor is more than the person who lives next door to your house. I like to think of it as the person that you encounter during your daily day. Now, what happened yesterday is over with. We can do better. We could do worse, but it's over with. So we can't really talk to that too much like we can what's going on today. 
And for me, I try to pray every day that God will allow me to do something nice for someone. Don't know who that will be. Don't know if I'll like them. Don't know if I'll like the process. But that's my prayer. So I'm wondering out there how it would be if each one of us took a minute and just stopped complaining or bragging or selling a political statement or how their rights are being violated by a mask. And look, folks, I just named five different shows right there. But at the end of the day, I would like for everyone to take a minute and, and look in the mirror. And if you're at a stop sign, now's the time. If you're at home, try it out. Look in the mirror and ask yourself, what could you do today to be better to someone that you haven't met yet? What could you do to help someone in need. And maybe that's, I'm going to show you how simple that is. Maybe that's the person on social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, whatever it is, okay? Next door, whatever you might be reading that you disagree with. Let's show a little love and not respond to it if it's not a positive response. Try that out. I know it's hard because, you know, our fingers get going real fast, type in on our phones what we don't think is right or this or that. But let's try that out. Let's start there. I'm not asking you to run up to people on the street and hug them. I'm not asking you to give money to people that you think might need money. I mean, it's not a bad thing to do. I'm asking you just to take a simple step and not reply to everything that you see on social media as something that you disagree with or how they're way out of line. Because at the end of the day, who really cares what you think? What matters is that you care enough to allow them to write what they think, and you have no judgment on that. Now, I'm not saying this is easy. That's why it's something that we need to do. If it was easy, we already would have mastered it. Let's just think about this. Let's try to be more willing to read what the person says Maybe do an autopsy on it. Maybe find out the facts for yourself and agree to disagree without saying a word. See how that goes. Maybe it'll make you a better person that day. Maybe it'll make you a happier person that day. Maybe it won't make you as stressful. And most importantly, maybe no one will get the misunderstanding that you're not a nice person or a loving person or someone who cares enough to not, as they say in Texas, be ugly to someone else. Just a thought, okay? And uh, if you think you mastered that today, at the end of the day, challenge someone that you know might benefit from that opportunity tomorrow and see where it goes. Well, I mean, how crazy would it be if we all just started to get along? Or how crazy would it be if we all agreed to disagree? Could be something a whole new thing. I don't know if we could uh, take all that at one time, but I'd sure like to see what would happen. I know that the news media wouldn't be happy because it doesn't seem to sell, but I would love to see how it works for you. So let me know. Email me, info at toughtalkradionetwork.com. Make sure to connect with us on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. We'd love making new friends every day. Like I said, if you want to be a guest on the show, we're always looking for someone 
who has taken the time to recognize what God is doing in their life and is using it to help others benefit from a little bit of Jesus in their life. Tony Gambone, I'm going to take a short commercial break. We're going to come back with my guest today, a gentleman uh, out of the Boston area, I believe, by the name of Linwood Jackson, Jr., who is an author writing on mental and spiritual health. And uh, I know and it's life-altering benefits. So it's something that we're going to really need to pay attention to today. So we'll be right back after this very short commercial break. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. All right, I'm back already. I told you it'd be short and sweet. Just remember, right now when you try to go to toughtalkchristianradio.com, site's under uh, maintenance right now. So if you just email me, info at toughtalkradionetwork.com, I can get you a link to become a guest on this show. All right, as promised, I want to welcome a gentleman by the name of Linwood Jackson, Jr. to the show. Linwood, welcome to the show. You know, thank you for definitely having me. I appreciate you taking the time out for me and allowing me to join you. Uh, it's my, it's it's our pleasure. We we're always blessed to have people come and share their testimony of their journey with us. So, Linwood, I think I I think I recognize this area code from the Boston area. Is that where you're calling in from? Yes, sir. Coming from Boston. And and uh, we won't go all Tom Brady. Okay, I promise. Uh, uh, but, <laughs> Is, is that where you're from originally? Yep, from originally. Um, spent all my life here. Okay. Frequently, um, and, frequently, I like to visit Maine. I love Maine, but um, born and raised Boston. Okay. Okay, so Red Sox, uh, Patriots fan, is that correct? Uh, I don't really follow sports that often. Uh, football or okay. baseball, uh, uh, basketball. But if I had to put my hat on, um, City Strong. Okay, there you go. So, Linwood, I, I before we get into the books and stuff you've written, and you've written a few books, and the stuff that you're doing, I just want to get a little background for for my uh, listeners. So, raised in the church, the Lord sometime in the younger years, later years. Tell us about that. Yeah, actually, um, it's the opposite. My um, my mother growing up, my mother actually had such a horrible experience uh, with religion in her life. You know, at one time I even had to ask her, "How come you didn't raise me in that sort of in that sort of fashion?" She and her response was that, you know, the 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 foundation of religion it kind of takes away from the personal life and and also the mental life. If you're not engaged in it, in in it actually, so for her growing up, uh, religion was in her life in a way that was a bit unpleasant. And she told me that if she if she ever had a son, she would never let her son or her child uh, be be regulated to the same kind of discipline that she was uh, led to as a child because it took away 
a lot of her childhood from her. And so for me, you know, um, when I was a baby, she tells me I really don't even remember. This is like when I'm one years old, two years old. She tells me she used to read me the, the every read me the proverbs uh, every night, and I would go to sleep listening to proverbs. So it was never um, the church that that was was the was the church that was above this earth. She always had me in remembrance of of a true and living God keeping watch over us and allowing us to live in a way to have us then send a vibration back up to him that would cause it to send right back down to us and then that would then cause it to then move outward. So it was the the church was above this earth that I had to connect to uh through through the way I was brought up. Hmm. So are you a churchgoer now? Frequently I not really I spend my time either speaking to pastors and or individual uh, lay members. But uh, for me, my church, as in the book of Hebrews, chapter 8, uh, verse 1 and 2, once our mind picks up uh, that Bible and we are, are in it, we're connected to the church that is above this earth. So, yes, I would say that is my church, the, the church that is above this earth, where the, uh, where the living God is. Very good. Very good. And, and, you know, we all know the church is just uh, more for community, but uh, for sure, th- the Bible is the important piece of it. And it seems that you, you do that there. So let me ask you, I mean, you've, uh, you've written, I think I have it here, six different books. And uh, so before we get to that, what do you do for a living? I am, well, I work with um, publishing. I'm this, this, I'm slowly starting to build a team around my publishing and that's taking off bit by bit to where pretty soon I'm hoping to possess my own publishing company and also um, also a, a student uh, at the university getting my master's in uh, critical and creative thinking. Oh, that's cool. There's uh, uh that's, there's a big need for that. That that's very cool. I, I like that. Uh, so I'm on your website. I want to let everybody know you can go to LynnWoodJacksonJr.com and find what I'm looking at. There's a lot of stuff here. But uh, uh, I, I want to talk about, well, a couple yeah, – six books is a lot of books. What got you yeah. into the writing? Is that something you learned at a young age? Is it is something that came upon you? Or? Writing um... – you know, everything is everything is a, a is for exercise, and depending on how often we use it, we strengthen it. And my my desire for writing, I believe, it was just I was just born with it. But I began strengthening it at the age of seven. I began writing poetry at seven uh, because, you know, I realized at that the you know the reality of society that I saw both within my home and outside of my home in in school, or on TV or out in the street. They didn't really match what was inside of me. So my poetry at seven years old, it was dedicated to the living God because he was the only one I, I knew and I trusted and believed could do something about about my reality. So I began writing my writing poetry, my young little poetry at that age. And writing was always something that was, was just fixed in me. Yeah, I went and um, got my BA in English just because writing in English came natural and literature. 
and thinking philosophy was my minor just because I, I enjoyed uh, the beauty of skepticism uh, to find answers through questions. And I ended up working mm. with a, a writing company where I wrote them a um, a novel. But then I also wrote my own personal novel. But passing through life and going through certain things that, that caused me to question, you know, just as you began uh, the show, the definition of love is the reason why I write about the Bible's philosophy. And so my whole state of thinking changed when I began to write it, it translate it transformed from a secular type of of writing to a more thought provoking and fulfilling form of writing within the Bible, and that's how it's been um, ever since. That's awesome, and and so myself at the age of sixty four, I look at your website and I just want to announce LinwoodJacksonJr. dot com, and I see a picture of you. You're a, you're a, I would assume college student age. Is that correct? I am. I'm currently 30, yeah. I am. Okay. Uh, I mean, to have a mindset like that at your age, I think that's awesome. It uh, gives me hope. Because <laughs> you know, the most <laughs> oh, people man. always say this generation's oh, so going bad. crazy. I, I, yeah. yeah. We, um, I can say my generation, we, we are going crazy, but we, we didn't, you know, we weren't made this way. We, we were made crazy, you know, by by the different institutions that exist out there. So, you know, there's a there's mm. a pull right now for there's a pull right now for knowledge. There's a pull for for experience. There's a pull for philosophy. There's also a battle whether in churches, whether it's secular or sectarian, uh, sectarian, yeah, secular or sectarian. There's a a definite battle of of information and philosophy going on, and my generation is. You know, some of us are out there, some of us are in and out, and some of us are are in in. And you know, I I you know I like to raise awareness for for the inward condition for for us, no matter the age at this point in time, uh, right now in the world that we're in. Hmm. It's I, I I will say this: it's a lot to try to figure out as a young person coming up in today's society, um, yeah. I, I just, you know, I'm used to what I was uh, brought up and what I perceived to be the way it is. And, you know, it, it, it just, it's not an easy travel and it seems to be getting harder, but with people doing the things that you're doing, it's going to make things easier if people want to reach out and gain access to opportunity to being better. So, um, you you wrote your latest book, I believe, is called "Perfecting and Reforming Personal Religion." Um, that's, that's that was my deep. first book. For, first book, okay. So, "Prayer for Change" yeah. is the is the last one. Uh, that "Prayer for um, Change" is uh, well, gro- "Growth" is my my most recent one. The um, the book of poetry growth, but perfecting reforming personal religion like that. I I believe that that's timeless. That is ageless. So, and that, that, that developed from my own experience. Um, you know, 2013, I, I went through a couple of things where I was trying to understand why the definition of love wasn't, wasn't in me. And, you know, looking at different philosophies that are out there, uh, 
they didn't they didn't suit they didn't you know intellectually I could understand that they were fraudulent and I mm. needed answers that I didn't that I didn't have within and that I, I know nobody had around me so keeping in mind that I was raised with a knowledge of a specific eye and mind looking out for me I picked up the bible I looked at the all of the chapters I went through in the language it's in in English but I went back and looked at it in Hebrew and in Greek, and then I retranslated from the Hebrew and the Greek that I found back into English and reconstructed the sentences to, for them to make more sense according to the Eastern culture that the, that the authors of the Bible wrote in originally. And I found the philosophy of the Bible to be very sound, uh, very sober, and very, very comforting to someone, especially at that age, I was 20, to somebody young and needing answers about life that nobody, that no one around could provide. And so this book, Perfecting and Reforming Personal Religion, it's basically a book of my experience learning inward and physical health through the Bible and also understanding that even though religion is taught to be a community aspect and that religion is is governed by community knowledge. You know, the philosophy of the Bible is for inward and personal healing. And so the goal is to bless or edify the personal faith or the personal intellect that we have in what we would call faith or belief to the point where we don't really need to rely on anything but the words that are in the Bible, the experience we've gained from those words, and the impression of those words and experiences so that our character or thoughts and our feelings uh, could be wholesome and healthy, not just for us, but for the people around us. So I'm going to play the devil's advocate here, Linwood. Um, that yeah, sounds definitely, awesome. definitely, definitely. But it, as awesome as it sounds, it sounds very complicated when you take into the fact that people have a device in their hand, usually one hanging on the wall, and then, you yeah. know, social media, and there's a lot of distraction. I mean, Satan's got more avenues than he's ever had, and I think that yeah. the Internet is a, could be good, but also could be bad. So how do you start? Like I was mentioning in my intro, I at 5.30 in the morning, I'm in the Word. But by 8.30, I think I need some more because life starts to take place around yeah. 6.30. So how yep. do you continuously stay plugged in to staying on the right page, you know what I mean, without having to ask for forgiveness 43 times in, in an eight-hour day? Exactly. The goal is reason. Um, you do that every single morning for for a very personal reason that you have in your heart that led you to do this. To get to that reason, as you say, it's, we're definitely plugged in and it's not youth anymore. It's um, everyone of age is plugged into some, some form of outlet that is related to media and that is taking the very simple thoughts and feelings of living away from us, which then detract us from thinking about anything higher than us. I would answer that question by reason there's a reason that we're tuning into media. There's a reason that we're tuning into any sort of substance, which doesn't have to be, you know, through the eyes. It could be a touch. It could be into the stomach. It could be anything. 
a substance, there's a reason we're tuning into that substance. If we can, if we care to look at ourselves to be healthy, then we can also look at ourselves and say, why am I tuning into that specific substance? And tuning into that, that asking that question, we can then recognize that there's an issue and having that issue, we can think about the reason and the reason is what is the motivation for daily um, through trial and error, passing through that that routine of I need my face. I don't need my face just to be in a book. I need my face to actually let the words of that book read me so that I'm not just reading a book. I need to be read by it. It's that, that reason, and that reason has to be internal. It has to be acknowledged. We can't use these substances and these media outlets. We can't use um, secular or religious um, preachers to rely on. We have to look at us now, and that's where the issue is, looking at us and finding a reason to look at us continually uh, through the words of the Bible. Yeah, that's well put, and it, it does come down to reason and choice and and the why and but I find that yep. a lot of people, uh, you know, let's, uh, and I hate, this is a terrible comparison, but I think people understand it. So when you say you're going to go on a diet, it's a commitment that you have to stick to or it doesn't work. When you say I'm mm-hmm. going to read the Bible, it's a commitment. I'm going to love Jesus. It's a commitment to do it. And it's not a part-time thing because if you go on a diet and you lose 40 pounds, and then you go off to diet, you gain the weight back. And if you start yeah. following Jesus and you stop following Jesus, you go back to Satan's territory, so to speak. So it does come down to reason and, and a commitment. And what I find is, well, as human beings, we have a really easy way of slipping out of commitment and back to what was easy. So what do you recommend to do that keeps you from doing that? Yeah, it's you know even as you were talking, I was I was thinking about the answer even before you asked it. And the more that I speak to different people, uh, whether whether again I'm you know speaking to different pastors or 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 the lay, is that there there needs to be more than I need to know Jesus because to, if we're going to be honest, there's no there's nobody that we can look at that's called Jesus. We we just can't walk around and say, let's go to Jesus's house. Even even if you're going to say that the church you're going to is Jesus's house, literally in the Bible, not just in the book of Isaiah, but you can go also to the book of Jeremiah or you can go to the Psalms. It's repeatedly said there is no house on this earth that my hands have built. What house will you build me? It is written in the book of Isaiah. So the... The, the perspective that the Bible is taking is that I am not content with you simply believing that just because you go to a place that you are called to be in church and that, or that you are in church or that just because you are saying a specific name doesn't really mean that that name is actually associated to you because there is no physical church of, of God. Nobody has ever seen a literal face of God. Nobody has ever seen a Jesus that they that they're saying we 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 don't know this, and I'm saying all of this for the reason 
because at this point in time and in this age, the routine of the past, it's being challenged by technology. It's being challenged by, by, by the science behind technology because while technology is continually advancing and there's physical proof of it, there's people that are in churches and that are going in, and they're passing through seminaries and they're, they're no longer feeling as secure in the things that, that, that are philosophically taught in the Christian religion because they're not, they're not up to date with what they know the Bible is teaching. So when it comes to how can we, how can we actually do, do that separation, it's first realizing that it's not enough to say, I love Jesus. It's not enough to say, turn to Jesus, because there's, there's in reality, no physical thing to turn to. The alternate that the Bible's philosophy teaches, the alternate is, is found in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Or in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and perfect will of the living God. So the challenge, the challenge is actually, is to actually mental. You know, in most oftentimes we, we do a lot of, you know, religion is based on, on, on a physical thing. You can wear something around your neck and believe that it's okay, or you can pray with something and you can believe that it's okay because you're holding on to it. But the Bible, in a sense, is 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 trying to get us away from that, to bring the words inwardly so that as we live, we can be a living epistle of those words. And it, that's more, that's more, and that's more than enough to say, you need Jesus. Because the more that you tell someone you need Jesus, the more that they're going to push away because they know that there's no one that's physically there and that there's no one that you can give proof of uh, besides the, a, a reading in a book or besides, you know, a philosophy that has been passed down to you. The fact of the words is where the convincing comes in on a single daily basis. Let the words convince let the words read you. Let the words be the reader instead of us being the reader. And then the change, it'll no longer be, you need Jesus. It'll be, these words are life. Mm. So would it be safe to say that after doing that there, that the example of your living way would be the thing that attracted people to learn more about Jesus. Exactly. Because when the man was alive, there was no man walking around saying, I'm Jesus, love me. If you go back and you check Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's always they were stunned by his doctrine or they were gathered by his doctrine or they said one amongst themselves, who is this that has this understanding? And that's really what I'm, when I speak to different people in churches, the difference between that, that what they're telling me is my church is telling me this and my pastor is telling me this, but, you know, the, the, the perception that the Bible gives is that there's, a, there's, there's something different than what's being taught in my church or that's what's being taught in, in, in books. The real, the real man 
gathered uh, to himself by not passing out business cards that said Jesus Christ on them. He, it was the words that came out of his mouth. For example, in the book of John, if a man love me, he will keep my words, you know, plain and simple. Um, again, in the book of John, you are clean by the word that I've spoken. Uh, again, in the book of John, sanctify them by thy word. Thy word is true. In, in, every, in everything that the, the actual man did, the actual man did through a, a philosophical understanding of what the living God's doctrine was. And he did it in a way through his own self by, by living it, as, as he says, again, in John chapter 8, I know him and I keep his saying, which is the most important thing. It's the keeping thing relates to mental and devotional, which is personal. And the man lived it. And and that's what should be celebrated in the man's life. And that's also what we should mimic. That same fervor, you know, that same desire to, to have a personal knowledge of the living God is really the answer to keeping on that straight path. Which I know you can also relate to because you say every morning you, you, you wake up and, and that's, that's, that's the reason. The reason is to own that character. You're you're jealous of that character, to own and possess that character, no matter what. Right, I, and it is. I, I want to be better, and I want to be more Christ-like. I, I want to make sure that I can be the best me every day I can be. And so, for for me, and everybody's a little different, but for me, yeah. that's where I need to start in the morning. That that helps me get off to the right start. Now. I'm going to be the first one to say that I don't always end up in the right spot. I don't always do what I pray I'm going to do or, you know, uh, and thank God that we were kind of made up this way. It's not an excuse, but uh, I don't think that we're supposed to be making the same sin over and over again, but we have to be thankful that uh, for grace and mercy. But anyway, I want to talk to you. uh, It's good stuff that you're saying. And, and I, and I think that if people challenge themselves, they could become so much better in so many ways. Um, of course. But the book growth. It's a it's a book on poetry, uh, and I just want to read. If you and you, people can find it on your website at LinwoodJacksonJr. dot com, you can find it on Amazon. Just type in the word growth, and it'll pop up. And it says, "Does your heart respect your mind? Are you married to yourself?" We answer these questions by allowing ourselves to fall in love with its own character. Without doing so, we miss the essence of this affair called life. Growth is a book of poems dedicated to telling the story of the controversial and yet fascinating relationships between the person and their character. Now, that's a lot. Okay, that's a lot. But in a shorter version, because we're always up against the clock here, in a shorter version, what are some of the takeaways that you've, because we all know that people do, uh, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, reviews, and, and they give you feedback. What is it that you heard the most out of this replies from this book? How has it helped this book? Yeah, it's, um, it's actually amazing. I've, I've heard nothing but uh, positivity from it, from how the dialogue Uh, between the two characters are the use of language context 
and the message that's behind it. Um, the takeaway, just to, you know, give a brief, I guess, uh, a buzzkill of what the, the book is. It's uh, written female and a male. The male is my heart. The female is my mind. And the book is about my heart and my mind coming together to form a, a marriage that can then be, you know, very, very elegant and honest and sincere and pure for the life that I'm living. And the the, the biggest takeaway that I've gotten from it is the message behind it, because I've I've these poems are based on my my journey putting into practice the philosophies that are within the Bible, and just as you say, you know, it's not an ex, it's not an excuse to say that I'm I failed because I'm human. We are created this way. The Creator made us fraudulent for a very, very good reason. And it's frustrating at times being human. It's frustrating at times being young and being human. Not not saying that it's not at any other age, but being young and being human and and knowing absolutely nothing and putting into practice the the things that the living God is teaching and then going out into the world to then gather information to challenge what I what, what you're learning each each one of these poems is dedicated to that experience to where what's going on outside of me is challenging what's going on inside of me and to where what's going on inside of me is also challenging what's going on inside of me so the dialogue is both within and without and there has to be a sort of you know a resonance, there has to be a balance, there has to be some kind of articulation between the out and the in. And, you know, you kind of realize that the out and the in, they're connected to what's above. And you realize that then there's no such thing as self without other, exactly how you started this show off. Um, if it's perfectly, you realize that there's there's no such thing as self without other. And that's really what the point of of this book is the, the inward conflict that we have as human beings. It's it's really not for us. You know, the, the development day by day to be better, it's because we realize that we're such a an unlawful force to ourselves that we do not want to harm anyone else by the unlawful force that we are. And that's what this book is. That's why I called it growth, because it's it's dedicated to the growth and development of a human being uh, through the words of that human being's creator. This is good stuff. I, I, uh, there's a review. I'm just going to read one of the reviews on Amazon about the book. It's a beautiful compilation of poetry straight from the heart. It encapsulates the raw communion of husband and wife as well as as the much-needed marriage between man and wisdom. I love that. That's Ooh. the marriage between man and wisdom. That's, that's, a, that's a great review. So I hope that that's the people listening will take the time out and uh, go get the book. It's written. It's, about, it's a poetry, book on poetry. Yep. It's called Growth by Linwood Jackson. And you can find it online uh, on Amazon, or you can go to Linwood Jackson, Jr., dot com purchased a book and there's uh five other books you can get as well off the website or on amazon i highly recommend it uh linwood uh, i just uh we're up against the clock we run out of time quick here we're gonna have to have you back on the show what is a 
When is the? I know. I think this book just came out. The one you have, right? Yep. Okay. Now I'm going to take a wild stab at this and say that you're already working on the next one. I oh, I actually have the other one, and it's actually completely finished editing. I just have to, you know, get the um the fun part, which is the 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 cover of the book and the design of the book all finished, and then it'll be published. Awesome. Now, if someone wanted to write a book. I know you said in the beginning that you are putting together this opportunity for to publish books. If someone wanted to do that, how do we contact you? And is that something that you're ready to talk to about with them now? Um, for my own publishing company, I am I'm not ready to yes. hire anybody yet un- under my under my own publishing company or under my uh, under my team. But if you want to talk to me about any kind of publishing, you please contact me um you can uh my email linwood jackson no spaces it's linwood jackson at hotmail.com send me an email i i am always happy to talk to anyone about publishing okay and if they wanted you to work with them to help them write a book is that something you do yet i can collaborate in a sense to fire ideas and thoughts in anything Send me an email. I'll 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 discuss anything. All right, well there you go, folks. You heard it. Now, Linwood, I'm gonna give you just a small piece of advice on this one, okay? Start figuring out a yeah. fee. Because you know, the next <laughs> thing you know is it uh, it, it takes look, it it, it it takes money to create opportunity and your 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 education, uh, you paid for it, and we need to pass that along. And, and I, here's the biggest truth. No one respects anything if it's for free. They just don't Very for true. some reason. I don't understand it. You would think that they'd I'm be learning. blessed to get something for free. Yeah, they they yep. you know they want to pay for it. So figure out. It doesn't have to be a large fee. But figure out an opportunity. Start creating that process so that you can get that company that you want to put together step by step. So anyway, thank you. Really appreciate your time today. So much value here. I hope that people go to LinwoodJacksonJr.com and check out, okay, check out the website, check out the books. Uh, Growth is the newest one on Amazon. You can find it. Or you can email me at info at Tough Talk Radio Network, and I'll do a direct uh, uh, introduction uh, right to Linwood for you. Linwood, one piece of advice that you would leave for your for the listeners today? Yeah, one piece of advice I would say is empathize. I would I would end the show mm. by how you began it. Um empathize and I would I would just leave this with your listeners. The definition of love in the Bible, uh, when you when you strip it down uh, from its false, very false Western connotation that we give it and you take it back into the original language, either of the he- Hebrew or the Greek, definition of love that the, that the way the Bible defines it according to its context is edification. So the Bible defines love as edification. And so if we're going to talk about love, if we're going to love ourselves, or if we're going to love another, then we have to do our best to first become edified on who we are and on who the living God is and on what the living God's character is so that we can then edify, love or edify another in that same fashion. So that's the last, that's what I would leave with your audience. 
Dude, that's awesome. Great stuff. Great stuff. And I am writing this down. And one of the things, one of the points, because we're going to have to end the show very shortly. One of the points I yep. want to bring up that I, one of my takeaways from today, and I don't know if anybody else picked up on this. Everything is an exercise. If you, if mm. you do it like that, it can only get stronger. So if, if you have a weakness and you want to strengthen it, okay, it, make it a routine, make it an exercise, and then you'll get stronger and you'll be able to pick another part. You're not going to be able to correct every weak point or bad place or anything that's not going your way. You're not going to be able to do it all at one time. So just like Lynn was going to start laying out this publishing company that he's putting together all the way down to, you know, having conversation and helping people get organized to write a book, you need to do the same thing for your ways of doing things, the way you want to be better in your actions and your thinking and your treating of others. So I, I really appreciate your time with us today. I feel blessed that you, you've given us this time all the way from Boston to Texas and all around the world. And I just look forward to having another interview with you down the road. I appreciate it. I really hope to be back. And also that, that review you read, I was the first time I've ever heard it. And that, that last part of, of man and wisdom, the conversation that, that was beautiful. Isn't that cool? I mean, I thought, man, that, that, uh, I find Okay, and I find this out all the time. If you allow yourself to listen or or learn, you'd be surprised what you come up with. Now, maybe yeah. you're like me, and you need to hear it four or five times before it sinks in. But, I mean, that's the process, right? That's the exercise. That's, that's the process. That's where you get stronger. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, hey, I hate to cut it short, but I got to take off because we're going to run out of time. I so much appreciate no you, man. I, ho- I hope to connect with you soon, and uh, and the best of luck to you, man. Have a blessed week. Thank you. Take care. Stay blessed also. Thank you, sir. Folks, I'm up against the clock, so I'm just going to end it real quickly with this here. Everything is an exercise. You can only get stronger. Make sure that you list out your priorities and what you want to be stronger at and start exercising it. And uh, we'll see you next week. Big thanks to Linwood Jackson, Jr. You have been listening to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone, brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. A special thanks to all of our sponsors. If you'd like to be a sponsor or a guest, please visit toughtalkradionetwork.com for more information.